Hello. Welcome to the third wave. We haven't really decided on the title yet, but I think the third wave or exposing Q Dog. Let's call it Q Dog. It's gotta be catchy. Q Dog. Thank you, Ted Cruz. So we're gonna, of course, have to edit this later. But um, let's uh, get started here. And there's gonna be a little hiccups here and there, and uh, or a little. Uh, we're gonna have some, probably not the you know fanciest show right off the bat. But um, yeah, it's gonna. It is what it is. So um. What is reverse engineering? We're going to discuss that. And we're going to follow up with the timeline of the 10th function. What it is. What, when it started. And then we're going to end with um, Microsoft. Their brown shirts. And um, their attempt to um, take away the monopoly of murder from the government and be their own essentially their own um, country, right? I mean, if you can murder somebody, you're, and it comes from the top, it's essentially its own country. So we're going to get to that. Um, yeah. All right. So here we go. As we start the show, I would like to ask for um, any donations. Uh, work to justice is my Twitter profile. You can also find me on PayPal and um, the cash app um, we need uh, we need donations to keep this running so um, yeah please donate uh, and subscribe uh, to my uh, uh, Twitter profile and um, uh, yeah that'd be great uh, I'd be really uh, grateful uh, for that otherwise you won't hear more great content from me um, and we'll probably upgrade the show as time goes along, make, make it fancier and stuff. So, let's begin, shall we? What is reverse engineering? Now, um, reverse engineering is old as time itself. I mean, when we had uh, the Romans, when they were fighting um, the Carthaginians during the first... Um, uh, Punic War got a hold of one of the schemat one of the ships, right, or pieces of it, or something like that, and they were able to um, essentially reverse engineering, uh, re reverse engineer the ship making process uh, of the Punics of their ships. Now, at the time, the Punics were the superior um, country naval force. However, after that reverse engineering. Um, the Romans took it over, created their own ships, and won a uh, decisive sea battle and became the masters over land and sea. And that led to the demise of the Carthaginians, beyond a doubt, and the loss of Sicily. It's documentary. And um, It went through how the Romans re reverse engineered um, 
these uh, Carthaginian ships. And I just want to see um, if I can find it. I'm not interested in the battle right now, just the reverse engineering. I just Google Roman ships. Ah, according to Polybius, the Romans seized a ship direct Carthaginian Quinquirimi and used it as a blueprint for their own ships. New fleets were commanded by the annually elected. But how do they do that? I'm just kind of curious how they broke it down. What was the actual thought process behind it? Yada yada, they win the Roman, uh, the Romans win the naval battle and eventually gain dominance over the entire known world, except uh, in the east, you know, because they had their own world over there during that time. But for us western-minded people, we kind of think of ourselves as the center of the universe a little bit here and there. But, um... For the Western perspective, it led it um, definitely led to um, the dominance of the Romans for until the Dark Ages. So, how did they reverse engineer this? I just want to see the actual the actual process they went through to reverse engineer this ship. Oh, by the way, the reason why um, the Carthaginians lost was even though they may have been more experienced, better, you know, navy people, it doesn't matter. If your objective is just to get your men or troops um, boarding the ships where the Romans had the superiority and then it kind of negates any, you know, maneuvering you may be able to do if it just ends up being hand-to-hand -hand combat. Which the Romans excelled at. Ay, mamma mia. I'll edit that out. I, it's weird listening to um, Italian. I cannot find a good source on that. Hopefully somebody in the audience will link a good source and I will try to add it back later. I have to save time on this because I have a lot to get through. So um, if anyone has a good source on that, I would appreciate that. What reverse engineering is, is, um, so we've gone through how it's been decisive in history. Now let's go through how it's used today. Mostly, well, it's used all the time for things, but in cybersecurity, it's used to either reverse engineer as, um, an application is what most people think of it in a way, code. So what you do 
is you get it a um, app or you know some sort of code, right? And it's been you have you know byte language zero zero one one ones, right? And you convert that to assembly, and then you convert that to a higher language, which is code language, right? You know, C-sharp, Python, that kind of thing. Now, what you do when you reverse engineer is, and a lot of that code is obstructed. So when you get an application, you don't get access to the source code. You don't get what makes it click, what builds it out. That's usually hidden very well. And how you hide it, um, is uh, well, some people actually use obscurification, which is masking the code to make it, you know, like a um, to booby trap it essentially, to booby trap the code to make it much more difficult and time consuming to decom uh, to reverse engineer. So what ends up happening is you use these tools like Jajora or um, I. Ida and these other things to take in an application, right? And you get it to assembly level. You can't, I mean, you can, I'm pretty sure you can go to zero ones, but that's not, you know, doable for a human, I don't think. Um, but you get an assembly, right? And assembly is essentially, it. there's a register and it takes in local memory, right? And it puts in the register um, and assigns it to the register and you do functions on it, right? So it has its own little mini database, the register, which is, I think, the memory of the CPU. And um, it just works, you know, you get these if, else, assign variable, four loops, and that's it, right? That's all it does. Um, and you go through the code and you basically, you do, you look at it and you try to find what usually ends up happening is reverse engineers look for where the, um, um, the locks are in place and tries to unlock them essentially. Um, it looks for where, you know, the code is locked so you can't access, you know, parts of the application without paying for something or yada yada it looks for those checks and it tries to add in code to get rid of those checks right it doesn't try to reverse engineer everything you're trying to look through a needle in a haystack and once you find that needle you have to um, replace it with something else to uh, get access to what you want now there are other people who have reverse engineered everything, and I mean everything. Uh, and you see that with that Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, there were some people who recently reverse engineered all of it <laughs> to get the source code in readable, uh, a readable um, first level language like Python or you know C. And that's amazing. That's a lot of time and effort. You know how many functions and I mean, there's, you know, daytime, there's light, there's, you know, 
um, there's the songs, there's the combat, it's just, there's so much to get through, and it's absolutely amazing they did that. Anyway, I need to look up who those people were, but the point is, you start to, when you're in the assembly language, you have these, you know, move, you have these like basic core things that are like if, for, you know, other things like that. And then you have just kind of, not gibberish, but assembly, um, I, I guess we'll just call them symbols. Symbols for what is, what is something you're trying to figure out what it is, right? And you have these symbols that help you. Hmm, that's a better way to think about it. You have the core, core values, right? You know, the move, the if, the else, the assigned variables. And then you look for, ah, a link. You look for a link. <laughs> link like Zelda. So maybe that's a um something when uh, a funk you know uh, pop up sign pops up that says you have to pay for this much or do this to get access to this right and you look for that in the code and once you get there you sort of can try to figure out where you are and where it ties into the greater context of the code. The entire thing. So you have a link. You look for the link. You find um, symbols, I guess, is a way to think about them. But they're more of, you know, assembly language. But we'll call them for symbols right now. And then you have the core um, uh, I don't want to call them functions. I guess core functions, core rules. I guess rules of the land, like you know, if, for, else. We'll just call them core. So you have a link, you have the symbols, and you have your core functions. You look for the link. You look for a link somewhere in the code, and then you get the symbols, right? And you start to store and decompile what they, you know, undo what they mean, figure out what they mean. So if you go one place in the code, after you know you say you have to pay, you look for a string that says you pay this, or please enter in your um, the key to unlock this. You search that right, and you find all these symbols. Well, then you look elsewhere in the code for where these symbols are, and the context to, to the core rules, and you can break down the core rules to figure out how the symbol is being utilized. And then you can start to essentially extract meaning um, in its greater context of what the symbol is doing in that particular part of the code. Does that make sense? That's what I'm talking to myself, but uh, that's essentially the bare bones of what reverse engineering is. Now, what we do in big tech, I see this a lot with um, 
oh my god, Microsoft, everyone, well, everyone does it, but we build our own language using the environment, using the formatting of Twitter. We uh, essentially assign um, Well, um, we can talk about breakpoints as well, but we essentially assign um, meaning. We get a hook. We hook something, and then we assign a, a a meaning to a symbol, right? Whether that be a word. Um, formatting um, style you know uh, and um, then we from that symbol then we assign once there's been a symbol in place with that word or formatting people will intentionally use that symbol and the core, the core rules, which are the English language. So you can extract a lot of information and meaning and context from that, just from people continuing to use the symbols for their own ends of meaning and context. And you will see Microsoft, all these different people, it's mostly been Microsoft using it. This um, these symbols to essentially get around the rules of slander, hate speech, everything. They built their own language. You think of them as you know, Pakistan or whatever, Pakistan. Uh, Namastan or nom, you know, micronam, microstand, microstates, whatever you want to call them. They built their own language. Kind of like, you know, how we built Yiddish, right? You know, you build Yiddish off of the German language to incorporate Hebrew. Um, or I think it's to take German to use Hebrew with German context. It's kind of like that. It's a little like that, not too much. Um, Yiddish. And it's sort of, um, yeah, so it's like using English and the formatting of Twitter. Alan Cranston, The Budget Crisis of 92. And Delmar Heights, Darfur Buses, and the origins of the TED function. Now, we're going to look at the origins of the TED function. Now, quite simply, the TED function um, is a function that looks goes through a list of disinformation themes. When I say disinformation themes, they're all bullshit. They're all lies. It's like calling, you know, a Jew greedy or a black person, you know, stupid. It's like, just like that, you know. But they have multiple of them. Like, uh, I think I've got like maybe 20 now. 
haven't checked. <laughs> There's quite a lot of them. Um, and what they do is they um, put out, they create their own language. When I say they, I mean big tech. Create their own language. Then they put out all these themes on these, peop um, these people they don't like, such as myself. Usually one at a time, sometimes multiple at a time. And once you clean it up, when you dispel it, sort of, you know, say that's bullshit, you know, put a check on it. They'll move on to the next theme in the list. Until you do the same thing again, then they'll move on to the next theme, and the next theme, and the next theme. And eventually you end up back to the original point you started at, that original theme, even though you cleaned it up. They will have, they get so much money and have so much power that they don't care about saving time. They rather use their time to put these functions on people instead of compromising or um, offering, you know, betterment to society. That's where we find ourselves in. But the TED function, it goes back. It goes back to 2000. It's old. It's a really old Nazi thing. And the origins of it is even older. If you want to look back at why the TED function was even put on myself in the first place, it would be the 2000... Um, uh, the origins for the incentive to put it on me is in the 92 California budget crisis. Uh, for some reason, Brown keeps getting involved. Oh, from California. Oh, that's right. Taught my father um, by uh, receipt. Uh, told me Jerry Brown. Well, he. I asked him about Alan Cranston, who, uh, November 1973, he was elected to, um, I think, was the Senate? Oh, he's a Stanford guy, just like that douchebag. And, um, I don't mean to call him a douchebag, he just stole work from those poor German guys. That doesn't matter. Um, essentially, this guy, Alan, stuff, he's a big... And his Wikipedia page was edited by the army. Um, he was a World War II veteran. He believed California should be its own, kind of have its own representation in the UN. Really wacko ideas. But uh, he created a version of um, Mein Kampf. And it was rejected by a judge, but essentially removed the part where um, anti-Semitic parts and kept everything else, you know, survival of the fittest, you know, German strength and power and, you know, you know, the strongest, you know, kill, kill everyone else, that kind of thing. And, um, he was elected to the Senate in 73 in November. He tried to be, what, presidential king? My father was that... The judges of the California, the administrators and the people in charge of the school systems in California got their positions from uh, 
Brown, right? Jerry Brown. Well, Alan Cranston, you got to think of it like hacking, right? Alan Cranston got his payload to Jerry Brown. Then Jerry Brown installed the school administrators. All the people who have admin over the schools, essentially, in California. So that's where we are right now. We have a little diagram. And no, this isn't going to be fucking... What's this place? Oh, I'll remove any cursing from this, but I'll try not to curse. Let's make out a roll. No cursing. Um, God, Glenn Beck. <laughs> it's not going to be like that. Um, it's actually, it's going to be more like a hacking diagram, but... Um, So, where we are, Alan Cranston, Nazi ideas, big army guy, um, got Jerry Brown to appoint school administrators. Okay, then we run into and crash to the, um, the budget crisis of 92 in California, New York Times article. They cut over two hundred million dollars, or ten percent of its state support. Anyway, um, so the schools don't have any money at, at this point anymore. That's what happened. Um, ten point seven billion gap in the budget. This is old New York Times article I'm reading on it. <laughs> they put out IOUs. <laughs> That's funny. The 92, 1992 California budget crisis began on July 1st, 1992, when the California state legislature. Uh, Legislature and Governor Peter Wilson failed to pass a budget by the constitutional deadline and ended 63 days later. The state government ran out of cash reserves on July 2nd and began paying employees and contractors with IOUs, which major banks agreed to honor for the time being. After a period of negotiation, the legislature and governor agreed on the, an austerity. Oh, it was an austerity. Uh, is a political economic policy that claims to aim to reduce the budget deficit through spending cuts, tax increases, or a combination of both. $54.7 billion budget, which reduced entitlement payments and public services. None, nonetheless, this budget left behind a cash reserve of only $435 million, prompting experts to warn about the possible need for further auster, uh, austerity and criticize the deal failing to address the structural 
problems of the state, such as the effect of Proposition 13 on limiting the government's ability to raise property taxes. Oh, so rich people didn't want more taxes on them. So the schools got cut, removed. Okay, that makes sense. Alrighty then. I know eventually someone's gonna try to link this to uh, Robin Williams and Hello Vietnam, but no, we're not going that route. Um, I'm taking a preemptive one on that one. Um, anyway, so now we're going to go to um, now we're in 2000. Okay. 9-11 hasn't happened yet. We're living the good life. We are not panic fear stricken as we were right afterwards and became all crazy. Okay, so it's Del Mar Heights, which is a school in San Diego. And um, what I did is I went through the records because um, I haven't gotten to this part yet, but there was a lot of, uh, actually, it's a funny story. No, it's not a story. It's truth. It's weird what happened, but after having my Danish um, sensei um, professor teach me about reverse engineering, eventually, and after getting some hints and pushes in this direction, I was led back to San Diego, California, Del Mar, and their records. And so I dug through them. And that's where we are. We aren't going to get to um, why I was... We'll get to um, what I reverse engineered later. But in order for the context of what happened with evidence and facts to be um, told, we need to start at the beginning and not work our way back. So I'm looking at this thing right now. It's called Del Mar Heights Student Directory 2000-2001. There's a dolphin on it. And the dolphin's tail leads to kids. Huh. What are dolphins known for? Interesting. Supporting our kids, supporting our school. Um, oh, we're getting to Lee. We're going to get Oh. So I went through this. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, and not only was I led to Lee and Ahmed, a terrorist, um, but I was led to, they're all terrorists actually, so it's not fair to just pick on him. They're all terrorists, let's be fair here. Uh, I was lit five, eight, hold on a second. I'm sure there might be some context here. See, the problem is this thing is full of um, reversed opposite Yiddish. Let's call it that, opposite Yiddish. Um, 
is full of opposite Yiddish, which means using the language to describe, to tell your own language. A uh, deepfake image in Futurama told me to learn Spang Spanglish, and I looked it up, and it kind of does the same thing that we are discussing here. Anyway, as I pull up the student directory met uh, for parents at Del Mar Heights, it's an old document, but we're going to look through it. But people have been in it, and they led me to... Um... Ahmed and uh, Ahmed, whatever his name is, and Lee. I mean, there's some, um, if you look through it, there is um, like a smudge, like a highlight smudge on Lee. And then the same thing with, um, uh, it's like this pink smudge on Lee and with, um, in the book that let me tell him, there's something. And his phone surprisingly still works. Anyway, I'll get into that character later. Hussein Ahmed. Anyway. The first thing, well, there's, I'll try to read through this later. Because there's definitely some context here. To raise, secure, to promote, to bring, to develop. That kind of sounds Hitler-ish, doesn't it? Strength, unity, power. Does sound like that a little bit. United. Oh, I see Ted, Rate, Dan, DNA, Law. Ted, Rate, Ted, uh, Rate, Dan, Law, School, Ted, Intelligent, Why? I'm just looking around Ted, Ted, Highest, so Ted, Using the reverse engineering, we know Ted is a symbol. It is used to convey if people are playing uh, the opposite, uh, Yiddish opposite. Oh, there's a, I didn't even see this before. There's a double space here between mental and social. What's that convey? It's not, there's a typo. There should be one space. There's two spaces here. Just highlight. What, what does that mean? General space. And remember, and can be Dan DNA. General space social mental T. The can be T. Like T is in you know death, poisoning, disinformation. Why is there two spaces here? That's a Q. There's a. That's like a uh, breakpoint, you know? We haven't got a breakpoint in reverse engineering, but breakpoint is, you know, you stop. Like, you stop what you're doing and you just focus on that area in the code. Well, that's what that is, essentially, the double space. What, what is that? Sock? Aisle? Oh, oh. Mental. I see that's the problem. Spiritual education. 
is you, after this much time, it's so I would have to get somebody, I have to get Lee, or Lee would know what the context is. If I talk to Lee, she would know the context. People around the school to get at the district would know the context. What I was able to get out was I was able to get some things. Maybe, oh, there's a double space here too. Um, down at the very bottom. I can't go through all the general specifics. If you know reverse engineering well enough and you, it's like a language, you learn it eventually. And everyone in big tech who's been around it knows it. Um, but there's this one down here about um, private, meaning military, um, soldier, um, strict, more strict, um, was strict to the community. Um, Where's Ted? There's something right here about Ted. Also, the budget crisis and Alan Cranston are in here. Adopted by the California State PTA Board uh, of Managers, November 1974, revised July 1992. Now, I got all this from the brown shirt. Um, we'll get into him later, Ned Pyle, and there's some other brown shirts too. Now, these, when I say brown shirts, these people aren't Marines. They are, they, Try to use that as credentials, but those have to be revoked because these people are Nazi subhuman rats. Now, I hate to use that terminology, but that's what they are. They're not human. They would smile as they kill you. And they're in their own country. I mean, this guy, he has no loyalty to the United States. He just uses it to get power. His loyalty lies to Microsoft. They're their own country. They don't give a crap about the United States or the community. They're just there to make money and steal from everything. Steal everything from us. Um, so, yeah, these people are aliens. Yeah, that's a good way to think about them. Um, anyway, strict for the soldier use of... There's a lot in here, but I don't want to waste too much time on it. There's something about strict district, um, basically them taking over, the military taking over the school system. Um, there's some other hidden nugg uh, nuggets in here, but again, you have to have the context key. When you reverse engineer things and when you learn the own language, um, the symbols, the symbols are context. You have to have the context. Without the symbol context, or even it goes beyond that, it could just be the symbols plus there's some context. Well, yeah, this, the symbols are context. That you cannot understand what they're trying to convey without the context. The context is the key to everything. Then you learn everything. Um, there's one thing about, they were already planning to TED me way back here because there's something about a um, 
Jogathon, Gagathon, Field, um, W to be Field. So they were already planning to making play sports to basically, um, thank God I was so bad at it. Otherwise this would never come to light. So there's like a mix, they use language, they mix languages. So they use French, they use Spanish. Um, to basically convey um, reverse Yiddish or opposite Yiddish. Um, I don't want to go through this too much, but there's a lot in here. I can put pictures on the website. You, you people, well, it's on my Twitter account, and you people will be able to figure out, look through, and see what's here. There's a lot. If you know Ned Pyle, the brown shirt for Microsoft, then you know. Um, or Manfaloso, the other uh, Nazis, then you know um, what they're conveying. And you probably, if you're in California and you were around, you're in this area, you probably have a lot better um, time getting to the context key than I would. But I was able to get some of them out. What does the five bulletins mean? What does the, what does it mean? Um... Not gonna go through that all right now, but um, donate. Make sure more, more content I can put out. The more you donate. Anywho, back in my Twitter profile, work to justice with the two, with the actual two number. Um, donate and put more out. However, I went through, after being guided there, I went through the minutes, uh, November 11th, and I found essentially buses, three buses, one-fifth of that. Oh my gosh. Holy shoot. I see a huge correlation. Wow, if you look at the back of this and you compare it with the minutes, hold on, I'm gonna pull it up here right now. Should be under, Evidence, investigation, call. Um. Let me type in bus, and these are on, you can find these online. They took them down. Administration finance, consent items. Now there's three buses they got um, at extremely cheap values. You know, buses, it's the average cost of a school bus. Let's do that right here. I'll put these.
one that says 90,000, but even 90,000, I mean, there's one that could potentially be the lowest possible cost. But then the other two are extremely cheap, and I just don't buy that. Uh, 100,000. Retrofitting 10 existing classes with. We can see here that, you know, the average cost of a bus, uh, let's see, if I go Arkansas, DFA Arkansas.gov. Um, a Jerani Microbird Chevrolet. Well, let's see what type of vehicle that is. I want you to imagine a bus with um, potentially 10 seats compared to one that could uh, hold 30. That is the difference here. There's no way in hell, and that cost uh, $59,525, and that thing is tiny. Oh my god, it's a Gerontin Microbird Chevrolet. Um, wow. I wish they gave us the actual bus type, but the three, there's five objectives of the PTA, and then there's five for uh, where the buses are and Bird Rock parent involvement. That's not enough of a court. See, you got to reach a certain critical threshold where the correlations just become obvious. Well, it is on item three. Um, California PTA mission statement. Oh my god, it's so simple. Remember, um, remember Walter from uh, The Big Lebowski? The plan's gotta be simple. This is simple. Uh, I have the minutes right up and I have the, um, the document right up, the directory. The objectives five. Uh, California PTA mission statement, three bulletin points. They use number, oh my God. And it's administration three finance. Now, if you want to see the little DAR4 thing, they're very clever. Um, you go down um, and you see, uh, where is it, general. Wait, I saw... <gasps> Oh my god, remember the thing I was talking about earlier in the show? Um, the, the double space, it's right next to general. General children. General Darfur. Darfur children. Mental, social, Darfur. General Darfur. Sick bus, public. 
So you guys were just trying to call these black kids. Because you thought they were sick. And mental. Social. Social, social mental. General. Children. DNA, DNA, you. Okay, and... Now we're just, we're starting to pick up a little little um, traction here. So we got we went through in the minutes with student directory, and we discovered something new: the five and three. Um, the objectives is five, and there's five, three buses here. Oh, it kind of rhymes off each other, and then the Bird Rock. Um, Parent involvement received from the Parents Committee of Bird Rock Elementary School as a contribution to cover the cost of salaries, which is um, essentially saying we can't afford these uh, teachers and the parents gave us this money to pay, help pay this, uh, the teachers. But Bird Rock, the Black Rock, there's a lot of, you could, I think, uh, BlackRock is the hedge fund group, or, um, or BlackRock is in prison. So, um, if you change Bird to Black, because the Beatles song, um, Blackbirds sing down at night. This is what they do. It's you have to understand the context, and I'm reverse engineering. Um, Darfur is in here because remember there's a space thing in here if you look at the mental social there's two spaces there should be one that's a break point if you look at general over here you see the 4-0 that's another break point this is how it works those are two break points and then you have to revert you know sort of study it and go oh that's what they mean so if you start with D-A-R, D-A-R, D-A-L-R, D-A-R. And then you go down. Four. D-A-R, four. Three. Why is it list three? That's the PTA mission. D-A-R. And there's three of them. Three buses. That's their mission. <laughs> oh my god, this thing goes deep. Wow. Oh man, I'm trying to be nice to you guys, but you, you know, it's really hard. I keep thinking of the movie Inglorious Bastards. Um, and it's really hard to be nice to Nazis. I don't know what to tell you. It's like you don't, you want to just cut their scalps, but. They're human, but they're Nazis. I mean, if you, if you could let me just, like, you know, carve a swastika on their forehead, I guess it'd be all right then. But, you know, it's just, how are you supposed to be nice to these people? I'm trying. Okay, so we have two breakpoints. Two spaces and the 4-0. 
it matching the pattern, it should have been 04, not 40. If you know anything about counting and forms and budgets, everything has to follow a process and be consistent. It's not consistent. And when it's not consistent, it means it's a break point, especially when now we're going to transition to Mary Lee. No, her name is. Lee Hadou, and she's on Facebook. Now, her, her Facebook cover photo is a bird from the side. Remember, it's the, si the side on the chest that was abnormal, the right side. The one that the Father Ryan mothers complained about around 2010 when she started planning the back page whore. Side. And one of the committees here that gave money to parents, was it just for November or it was just for November? Okay, so that makes a lot of sense why it's so low. Um, was uh, Bird Rock Elementary. Okay. So we understand now, so the school admins are getting money from parents. Bird Rock Elementary School Committee. The committee of Bird Rock Elementary School. All right. Now, where should I begin? Okay, we're going to talk about the bus ride. Um, Scented items. Aha. Yeah. There's, um, if you look a little further in the document, and I'll try to get this document linked on Twitter. Um, there's a reference to, uh, see, it takes so much, it takes time. To sort through it, the bullshit. Uh, let's try to be an adult here. It takes time to sort. Ah, ant. Ant one. Ant. Ant one agenda. Catching. So, okay. Ant request. Ant request Dan. Ma. Are concur, concalled. And there's some other stuff in there. If you look, I'm not going to go through it because it's annoying. Um,
There's some something else in there. Um, but there's a lot to get through, and that's not the important thing. So what happened on the bus is there is looking back now. There's rumors I was drugged, maybe, but I don't know. I was on some medicine at the time, but they were counting on a Trojan horse, so they were tr counting on me doing something. Um, anyway, we were on a bus, and this guy, now I don't even know what ha the calling happened in November. I just kind of figured it out looking through the agenda items. Someone can look that up, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but based upon uh, what um, the reverse engineering is telling me, it happened around November. And they were already saying focused, and there was something about... Now, um, to uh, understand the essentialness that is... Uh, stay focused. My father, Tom, has a Timmy, my boy. Stay focused. William F. McSweeney, July 5th, 1928 to August 20th, 2014. And what we were um, able to reverse engineer is that stay focused is Dan's you called. Yeah, tits. Um, and that's why f stay focused has, has such an important meaning. It's on this rock my father got um, that he looks at every morning. And I believe my father knows the meaning of it. And so does everyone in the McSweeney family who knows uh, what he was trying to convey in his last moments. Um, but that's pretty hateful, isn't it? It's like Ross Tamale from... Uh, L.A. Confidential, if you've ever seen that movie. Oh. They knew about the tit. I think it was already known in there, if you look through it. Well, they knew cold, so they knew something was going to happen. Oh. Tit time. There we go. Dot tit time. In nature, in itch. Which, there's, if someone wants to look through that and just summarize it, any good reverse engineers out there, be my guest. There's some context. All you need to know is Dan, Lisa, Aunt Carol, Jimmy, and you can reverse engineer it pretty quickly. And there's some other, I think if you keep looking through, there's some other little bits in there. But that's, that's why they do it. They don't count on people going through and looking through it all and getting the evidence. And it's a waste of time, too. I'd much rather be playing World of Warcraft or Starcraft right now or, you know, any video game. <laughs> um, but here I am doing this. <sighs> we can come back to this later. But anyway, on the bus, Ahmed, who was, said, stupid Homer. And I uh, slapped him on, or hit him in the back of the head. And I don't know what happened next. Um, 
All I know is they put me on Rispidol then, and then I started to grow tits. Now, they try to say he said stupid Homer, but based upon, I heard right. Everyone says I heard right. The evidence is saying that it was a game, um, 64 dog game, dog tea board discipline student. If America is like a family, it's the abusive family. Let's try to be nice. Um, love you, America, but uh, it's got some issues. And I'm sure if you look through the, uh, if anyone wants to actually reverse engineer the meeting notes, all of them, there's tons of this crap in there. Tons. I mean, it's, it's you just have the context key and you know where to, know where to find it. Um, and you know what to look for, and then you'll find it. Okay, so I went to Father Ryan, right? Good Catholic school. Most people are really nice. And um, some of the parents started complaining about the tit on my side, right? And it made its way back to um, Lee. And Lee, the clever little thing she is, um, I don't want to say it's clever. Well, it's clever. It's, it's very Nazi-like, but it's clever. Um, I didn't know you could do this. Started planning to have, and you look, you reverse engineer her Facebook, and there's references to 17 out to Wazoo, and um, black bars of prison, black and white. This is a update. There was a lot of smacking noises. Um, use your in, uh, imagination. When we were discussing black and white, and when I was at Starbucks and that someone was wearing black and white shoes, conveying that this became this whole thing. Um, and Lee Hedu started this on her Facebook profile. Which actually became a thing. We see all the people, the black and white thing. Uh, and uh, rooftop rape or something like that. So they were going to have someone, you know, fake something with me. When I was 15, around that age, they were already planning that. They were already planning Maddie at that point because of the feedback. Now, why why not the other kids? Well, the other kids are black. That's why, that's why she didn't do that to them. That's because no one cared enough. I'm sorry, but that's just the reality of the situation on the ground. Um... I'm sorry, but my bad. Uh, anyway. Um, fast forward. Then we start seeing Maddie's profiles. The year, almost a year before she met me. When I say conveying, I mean on Maddie's Twitter profile. If you read between the lines, I know. I know that's become its own thing, its own tea. Well, if you, uh, we've kind of um, patched that hole with saying, you know, a 180 IQ. When we say, um, if you look on Maddie Coffin's uh, Twitter profile, you will see that she was planning using the same patterns and logic um, and symbols of... Um, we had to edit this part because there was a lot of smacking noises that were inserted. However, we just mentioned Fala, Ned, and the other people.
she was planning to essentially team me at that point. Now this is, let's make sure we're on the timeline. Now I have to, I'm editing right now, but I'm going back and adding things and correcting things. Um, or this time would be around um, November um, November 2012. And she was already planning on teaming me. Um, all right. Um, for others out there. Teen somebody is essentially referring to disinformation, poison, murder, or anything negative. Um, it has a Russian connotation with it, um, with their tea. They love the tea people. Um, well, not they don't love to, but... You know, it's a, it's a kind of like a joke that, you know, oh, you don't want to piss them off, they'll tee you. But, uh, you know, the British tee as well, too. I mean, it's, it's not just the Russians, it's everyone. I mean, uh, unfortunately, as I'm editing this right now, I hear some things maybe added in that shouldn't be added in. That's a possibility. Or it's me moving things around. But for the sake of understanding, there may be some jokers and putting things in the audio recording just so slightly where it may, you know, uh, pass through editing and it may become a joke here or there or convey something. But we're just going to ignore that for this uh, time being with this budget and scope. But back to what I was saying, I was looking through Vala uh, Asfar's tweets and uh, the British T as well. Uh, and Vala was alluding, to, uh, conveying that I was teed uh, on – the bus, um, and it was essentially a trick, a trap. And, um, yeah, uh, they did the same thing uh, to Alan Turing, although Alan Turing had much worse, uh, too. He conveyed, which is what they did to Alan Turing, which, um, by the way, when I was at IU Bloomington, there's this n nice, um, I think there was a, oh, I don't want to go too much into detail about him, but I call him Spider-Man 3 guy. And um, he kept bringing up Alan Turing. I didn't understand at the time. He also said Spider-Man 3 killed, uh, gave me poison, uh, cancer. Um, and looking back on it, the Spider-Man 3 guy knew about what was the bot and everything. He was alluding to the bot being Venom and all that. He was conveying that. Um, and he... Uh, Kept bringing up Alan Turing. And now I know why. They gave me this. You know, it's the uh, leads. They're all public. And you can reverse engineer it yourself on the context. Now, you have to know the symbols. And you have to follow the patterns. The symbols. Just, if you know what Vala Ashfart does. And Ned Pyle and Matt Filoso. And any, any other idiots in big tech. Nazis. Then you will. Subhuman Nazis. Then you will, um. I enjoy using subhuman to get the point across because it's reverse of um, nom uh uh bus. They love doing that. They talk in reverse sometimes. It's a thing. Uh, but anywho. Maddie was already planning to. Lee was planning years, so I was a teenager at that point, planning to get Maddie on me, someone like Maddie. And they found Maddie, who I am absolutely convinced is Russian at this point. Anyhow, I go to university. Um, I go, uh, you know, 
doing my thing in high school. I work hard. I'm not involved. I'm pretty isolated, right? So I'm in a Catholic school, playing video games all the time. I don't really, you know, I just ditch a lot of sports. I went there to make my dad happy, but I never played. I never Nor did I think much about it. When I was getting good grades at IU uh, Bloomington Kelly School of Business. Um, and uh, yeah, I was doing great. I never played. I mean, it's, you know, it's just Waterboy, um, Ditched, Ferris Bueller. However, the only time I started to worry about it was when I was bombarded with Man in the Middle Attacks when I went to college. They started, I never really, you know, I had some anxiety issues as, as a child and, you know, high school a little bit, but nothing, um, what, what um Pac and you know the uh three thing whatever oh it's like psychiatry something simple um what they did was essentially they were man in the middle of me and just creating a delusional reality um uh, and and tr trying to stoke fear um and they would yeah they would essentially just you know lead me in circles and it was just um hell on earth if you don't know someone's trying to do inception on you or you don't know what the head function is you are very susceptible to it it's something you have to evolve a pass um evolve, pa evolve past to um we played more world of warcraft we didn't when we say play we bench warmed we didn't do anything we may have been in a drill and practice here or there during two days. But that was it. See, we never – we were on the team. We did not play. We were on the team. The language is everything. The starting point of the narrative. And we have truth on our side. Um, I took the hardest classes at IU Bloomington Public School of Business. And just because your name was on the um, – Elon Musk and some other um, people who are of – well, let's take the high, high ground here. Um, they were essentially taking the audio from those games and you know us being in the background they have mics and you know we we're just talking about video games and acting like we cared they took that and started you know using it on twitter <laughs> see see how they sort of they created their own delusional reality for their followers to follow now us we played video games we were on the team but we played video games we didn't yeah it has come to define the ted function almost it's amazing act spent wasting trying to deprogram people from their own nazism of the ted function that they've been indoctrinated into oh my god it's crazy it's absolutely insane you know ned Richard Nixon played uh, football, and he really played. And so did um, Gerald Ford and uh, um, LBJ and even RFK. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Those people really played. I mean, there's footage of all. I think this 
segment right here became its own little T segment within the current of Twitter and other places where um, they made up something about a video. Um, it's amazing how it works. It's almost, there's a feedback loop as I record and edit this podcast. Um, so I, I can't keep responding to when there's new T to the edits I do or to the recordings I do. Um, I'd rather just respond as the shows are made. Um, let's not get ahead. We've, um, that's one of the TED theme functions. By the way, as you, if you look at the data, you see my OCD and anxiety rising as I get further and further in college. Not because the things were stressful, but because they were targeting me online then and doing the TED function to me without me knowing it. Think Inception. It's absolutely crazy. Um, so I go to college, I go to IU Bloomington. I, I don't want anything to do with um, uh, um, the past just and just yet. And by the way, at this time, I did not know about the tit on the side. I was really isolated. I just thought I was uh, fat. This was, uh, you know, what happens when you're a Catholic go to a Catholic school and you're pretty out, you wear uniforms. You don't, you know, really see people that much without it all, without, you know, you don't see really revealing stuff. Anywho, um, I meet with Maddie. Uh, I hook up a little bit with her. Um, and then one night she tricked me into thinking that I was too eager, even though she had been eager all the nights before. And then she, when I was um, high one time, and she used that as a way to get dirt for Johnson Johnson, even though she was acting the whole time based upon reverse engineering her Twitter profile. Um, God, these people never... They think they, they, can get, they can get away with it. And um, then she moved on. I, I didn't think much about it. I was sad at the time, but I moved on with my life. But she was still tweeting about me. She tweeting about the, the champ thing, you know, the framing of the TED function of the sport disinfo theme, champ. She was working on some other um, jo joking about raping me at night. Um, some other things. I think there's some big... Um, a little, a, uh, little update here. Apparently, she's changing her story now. Um, uh, to that there were signs. Ah, it's, um... <laughs> she's never seen me since. <laughs> no, that doesn't work that way. Nice try, though. Um, it's the, it's the little things that get you, though. Isn't that the details? Um... She also said the N-word twice. I don't think she liked it. And so, she bullshits a lot sometimes, too. But she was honest sometimes, too. Like, the company and the champ being bullshit. Um, God, she's so she was so young to know how to do this shit. This stuff. Very Russian-esque. So, um... Where do we find ourselves in the TED function? That's so we covered the we covered 
To be specific, Maddie knew how to knew how to bullshit and be honest, depending upon her tweet. If you knew how to reverse engineer it. Next episode, we'll discuss just the bot. Oh, Vala. So Vala was Vala Ashfar. He was following my father because I think it may have been his sharks a little bit. I don't know. And I don't know what exactly because he was paying attention in 2012. I, it's not clear, but he was paying attention based upon reverse engineering. And he also mentioned there was a trick on the bus. It was a red team operation. I heard correctly. He conveyed that. Called me a quant. He was a little honest at first. But then once he picks up something to work with, he sticks with it. Like uh, uh, Muhammad Ali. So I gave a Bush uh, speech on Bush. Uh, Bush when I was at Kelly, um, and I didn't think much of it, and then that became its own right after that, and he intentionally stroked, oh man, they love that word, stroke, I've never had a stroke, but, you know, they keep trying to, that's another function within the TED function thing, they use your words to, you know, as ammo, essentially, so you have to not say, say anything if you're lucky, if you can do that. So he likes to stir the pot. When he stirs it, he makes a bunch of noise. And it's like, it's hard to describe. It's, you know, just doing your work and intentionally nitpicking things in order to create fights. But based upon his track, and he was paying attention to Tom, Dan, I, and he found the target in me, beats my tit side, and he, has been on me ever since, since uh, 2013, um, <sighs> September 1st is when he started Ali. There's some things about there before, but mostly just about porn and the tricky of the bus in uh, incident, and then, and that my brother liked to, you know, fuck around a lot or have sex. Um, about my da uh, Dan and some things about Tom. He, he kind of had this weird fixation with Tom. It's hard to describe. Almost this admire hate. You know, I don't want to give him too much attention. It's kind of like Voldemort. You kind of just don't want to say his name. Anyway, he started out the TED function, and he starts amplifying a ton of things. Fast forward to, I joined the fraternity, I tried to be normal, and this is 2014. So, we started at 2000, we worked our way to 2012, well, it might have been 2010, let me double check, I have my notes, we'll do a... Uh, um, amendment if we need to about Lee um, when she was, I think it might have been 2010 yeah 15-ish and so we have 2010 Lee starts up 2012 that's when Vala comes in Vala starts the champ on 2013 in September. 
There's a lot of bush in here. He's like, it's kind of like his gut, like Napoleon's ghost over World War II. He's kind of like everywhere, but he's nowhere in a way. When Hitler invaded the USSR, Napoleon's uh, ghost was everywhere during that campaign, especially during the beginning. It's um both Bushes, both presidents, usually. Bush uh, bought 2014. Now I don't even there. I don't think there is the child. The child's not mine, but it's just kind of it's amazing that it's become its own thing at this point. And from that, because it was mentioned, the Doth thing was mentioned. From that run, that naked mile. I learn about. I get jelly upset at the respital uh, outcome. You know, it just was unfair, and I was very upset, jolly, jolly angry, because I don't get into the fraternity, because I had tit, essentially. Um. And then the bot starts up, and how to describe the bot. Now, I don't even, there, I don't think there is, the child, the child's not. To update, there's a joke that I had, um, got Maddie pregnant when she rapes me, but, um, there's bumper stickers, there's a lot of people alluding to it. It's a bug at this point, it didn't happen. Um, it's a, has a, you know, it's just not based in reality. But it's just kind of, it's amazing that it's become its own thing at this point. And from that, because it was... Knew it. <clears throat> so, as I was recording, I was going to come back. Um, I knew I was saying, this was my thought, right before I lost control of my device to edit. I was saying put a lot. Now, this is a term from my degree in financing. Because we used to use put option. The stock price to go down. You make a um, option that you'll make money once it reaches a certain price, and then it keeps going further down. Anyway, um, one of the Microsoft employees made a um, reference to that. He conveyed that. It's on my Twitter profile. Take a look yourself. And um, next episode, we will discuss the bot. We'll focus on that. And maybe go into a little more detail on how they use the word put in my own work. Uh, my own podcast to convey this information. All right, have a good one. Microsoft employee did that. I hope that wasn't edited out from hackers doing evil things.